Here at So Here's the Thing, we value participating in your local community. Last season, we did a land acknowledgement before every episode, and although our intention was to honor indigenous communities where we live, because we are a digital publication, not everyone listens from the same tribal land. This season, we are taking 25% of our profits from ads and Patreon and donating it to the Duwamish tribe through Real Rent Duwamish. We encourage you to use the website native-land.ca to look up your local tribes and find ways to forge authentic relationships and donate to them directly. Here at Holiday House Media, we acknowledge that we record from and live on the unceded ancestral lands of the Squamish, Stillaguamish, and Duwamish people, peoples that are still here, continuing to honor and bring to light their ancient heritage. We respectfully ask our listeners to research whose land they occupy. Fortunately, an indigenous-run nonprofit website called nativeland.ca makes it simple. Just type in your home address and it will give you a list of tribes whose land you live on, as well as links to learn about each tribe. Once you know, do your research on those tribes. Many have options to donate or pay rent, so to speak. If you are in the greater Seattle area, the Duwamish tribe has made this incredibly easy with real rent at https colon forward slash forward slash www.duwamishtribe.org forward slash donate. We use a template for this land acknowledgement from the Seattle Mennonite Church, which is posted on the Duwamish tribe's website. We thank the Duwamish tribe for making this information so accessible. Hello! And welcome back to So Here's the Thing. With Grace and Carly. This is our last podcast episode of season two. Season two is done. So this is the last time that you're going to hear the thing about last week. week. Or in this case, the last two weeks. That's true. We've been gone for a while. We took Thanksgiving off. Happy Thanksgiving. has gone down. Has it? Well, I don't know. Stephen Sondheim died. Stephen Sondheim died. And now it's Christmas. And now it's Christmas, so who cares? Oh, I love that's Christmas. so sad. I mean, it's fine. He lived to, like, 91. He lived a nice, long, he good... He made several great musicals. He made several flops. He made several different things. I think he's fine. I... I am sad Stephen Sondheim passed. And, like, he wrote some really beautiful stuff. Into the Woods is perhaps one of my favorite musicals ever. It's very good. I am frustrated that now, because he has passed, I have to grit my teeth and be like, yes, Sunday in the Park with George was good. And I liked it. (laughs) Why do you have to do that? Because I want to be respectful. Okay, but, but I hated Sunday in the Park with George. I, I don't think that because this guy that you didn't know is dead, that means now you have to like his stuff. Okay. Well, I think you're like, Into the Woods was really good. Sunday like in the Park the that I with like. George is very pretentious. It's very pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> I also, I like company. I like the gender bent yeah. version of company. That's how it should only be done from now on. It is clearly written, and that's how it should be. Um, I'm so mad that being alive is such a good song. Excuse me, such a good song because Bobby is so garbage. He's so garbage, especially when it's a guy. Especially when it's a guy. If it's a girl, it's like it's a little bit easier to digest because everyone is like, "Bobby, why aren't you married?" Which is like kind of. Something that is pushed on. Right, that could be something legitimately 
That could be a legitimate strain on a woman, whereas, like, you look at a man and you're like, but you're not feeling any real pressure from anybody. It's just a joke. Yeah. So I think that the gender bent is how it should only be done. (laughs) Because some of the, again, the songs are good. Oh, yeah, they're great. And I think Sun in the Park with George has some really good songs as well. Yeah. I I agree. It's a beautiful musical about a stupid man. This is... I mean, we're sensing a common theme here. (laughs) Maybe they should gender bend... All of his work. All of his work. I I do love Stephen Sondheim, though. I think he's a brilliant lyricist. I... Plain and simply. He changed a lot of things. Wonderful legacy. He also has a really good legacy of being willing and accepting of adjustments and changes to his work, which is really cool. And hard to find. And hard to find. Like, usually writers from his era are so, are so precious about their work. And he wasn't, he was absolutely willing to see new imaginings of his work and that's a really really nice legacy Mm. to leave. So He's not a bad guy. I like him. I just am not like breaking yeah. up emotionally because i'm like no he yeah. did it he he lived the life he, he lived needed the to life life. He wanted to yeah. he, he's good now like may his memory uh it will. bless those of us who remain here on. on earth yeah he'll keep doing it yeah what has happened then that was a bit of a tangent um i quit my job mm-hmm. so but you got a really me. cool i have new job i have a cool new job um, um and i gave so. like a three weeks notice i didn't just like i didn't dip <laughs> <laughs> i am a good employee uh but i am officially as of today i'm officially done with Ooh, that job she did it yep. we're celebrating with our um holiday yes because it's christmas christmas which is my favorite thing in the entire universe when people thing. say it's my favorite time of the year um, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I am. I'd just like you to. Would you stand up on your chair for a second? Um, I don't know. I will. I'll get as much as I can. Would you squat on your chair ring. for a second? Hi, guys. I am Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, for those of you who are not watching our video. If you're listening to our podcast, you should go to YouTube and watch it. Or actually subscribe on Patreon and then go to YouTube and, and watch it. watch it. Um, I have a cute little Rudolph nose thingy here. Um, some cute little ears. Um, and it is just one of many Christmas outfits that I own. Um, I do enjoy dressing up for the holidays. Yep. I enjoy a lot of Christmas spreading outfits. good cheer. I decorated some fancy and ladies' house. loud for all, for all to, to hear. hear. Um, I got to decorate some fancy ladies' house yesterday for Christmas because that's what I'm born to do. That's true. Um, and I literally am an elf. I mean, I'm not. I'm very tall, but... Um, <laughs> I am a Christmas elf. You're a Christmas elf. And I am very proud of you. Thank you. I do try. I got Grace to wear a a Christmas little sweater. I did wear a Christmas sweater. poinsettias on it. The only other thing that we have to bring up about, so here's the thing about last week, and this is a bit of a downer, I'm so sorry, um, is that Roe versus Wade is being challenged in the Supreme Court right now. Uh, I would just like to say that... You were on such a high Christmas note. You are... If you're, I have to say this for the PSA. If you're living <laughs> in a state where it's likely that they will uh, bring back abortion bans right away, um, I'm definitely not saying that there is a spot for you here to come and stay as long as you need. I'm not saying that. That's not a thing that could happen. Mm, uh, no. Um, mm. And and there's definitely not 
someone <laughs> who could drive you to all the various medical appointments that you might need to go to there's in Seattle. There's not even two in, people who could there's do that. not even two. <laughs> not even two. Um, the reason I say that is because it is protected in the state of Washington, um, I believe. when In our state's constitution, it is, it is a right that we get at, in the state of Washington. So thank you, Washington. Hmm. Um, so... I'm definitely not saying. Do not, under any circumstances, call the two of us <laughs> if you find yourself in a situation and need help. I'm winking too much, but you guys get my drift. I mean, except for the people who are listening and not watching our video. Not, I think this yeah. is just a commercial for our um, YouTube video. There is one more thing we actually have to do. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, yes, you're right. We have to tell everybody who won the thing. Yeah. On the last, like, little Instagram, um, the poll. Kissing booth poll. Yes. uh, We asked what L. Evans' full name was. Which is a hard one, guys. I thought (laughs) I was going to stop everybody. It... A few people didn't get it, but most people got it who voted, so... <laughs> I didn't. It was my fault. I was like, Grace, what is her name? <laughs> Congre- I didn't know what her name was, and then they said Rochelle, and I was like, what? Uh, no. no. That sounds fake. <laughs> so the people who are uh, hip with it are uh, at Doe Remy. At Bex Kelly. At uh, Nonsense Nani. At Ellie Jean Cook. And at EarthRocker999. You did it. You did it. I'm really impressed. If I hadn't watched the movie, like, the day before, (laughs) I would not have gotten that. I I literally, if I saw Michelle, I would have been like, yes, that sounds right. That was your first guess when I was like, what is her name? (laughs) I think it wasn't until, like, the second movie that I figured it out. Oh, I'm like, what? (laughs) So weird. Yeah. But that was last week. That was last week? On to... This week, this week, bring on the Christmas. Oh, boy. Jingle bells, jingle I'm bells. so excited to talk way. to you about this one. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm going to say it like Jimmy Stewart. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. We'll see you on the other side. And welcome back to the program. So here's the thing about It's a Wonderful Life. It is a wonderful a life. Wonderful little Christmas movie yeah. made in 1946. Mm-hmm. 1946. Still black and white. If you watch the color version, it is colorized. So like they colored Paint. in, oh yeah, painted all of the all of the little the black frame. and white frames, oh, which is insane to think about. I'm like, can you imagine? Like that was someone's job. Was taking <laughs> a paintbrush and just painting all those tiny little ass little frames. <laughs> Um, so it's an old movie. I'm surprised they did that. Like, did the colorizing thing? I know that it it's like happens, maybe we just let it like, go. <laughs> was it worth it? I mean, I guess I would rather have that than someone trying to remake it or make a sequel. Because, yeah. like you said, if they make a sequel, it will be bad. My great grandma swore up and down till the day that she died that White Christmas was originally in black and white and then she's like, oh, I just love how they colorized it. Um, They filmed it in color. And it says filmed in Technicolor at the very beginning of the movie. Oh no. I love 
Nana, but she never, she <laughs> never got that one through her head. We're like, how do we say, we don't want to offend her, but, <laughs> but you wrong, It's right Grandma. there. It's on the screen. <laughs> oh, no. This one is, we watched it in the original we black and white. We watched it in the original black and white. Um, which I think adds the effect. Like, yeah. it sets you back in. To the 1946. So you're going to talk like... <laughs> Or you talk like this. Doing my best Jimmy Stewart impression. I can only do it if I start off with the slumber with my brother's slumber shaggers. It's a wonderful life. It's like with the dialogues where you have that catchphrase to get you into the dialogue. Yeah. That's my catchphrase to get me into that. Dialogue. Into the Jimmy Stewart voice. This It's a good movie. It's though, a good guys. movie. I'm assuming most of y'all have seen this movie. Um, Actually, I hadn't. Had you? You hadn't. That's right. I hadn't sat down and watched it. Yeah, it's I on TV, and you probably it, yeah, caught TV, clips of it. And, things, and yeah. I did a show where we did quotes from it. I had no idea what's happening. And instead of <laughs> watching it, I was like, "It'll be fine." And now I'm like, "Oh, that makes so much more sense." I get it. <laughs> but I played the part fine, so it's fine. <laughs> um. But no, yeah, I hadn't actually. But a lot of people probably have because, again, it's very old. It's a classic, very classic Christmas movie. I think they always show it on Christmas Eve. I don't know which network they do, but it's it's it's, it's always somewhere. on on Christmas Eve. Um, and I hadn't even seen it all the way through. Maybe not until last year. Huh? Maybe the year before. So I was also kind of... So maybe some of you haven't. Um, so if you haven't, you should. Here's it's, the rundown. <laughs> it's very it's very good. Um, and it is ahead of its time. Yes, that's gonna, it's in that category. <laughs> yes. We're, it is it is the ahead of its time movie. This Thumbs is up. this is not ahead a roast. Ahead of its time. <laughs> um no, this should be a lovely Christmas episode. <laughs> yes, it's very very nice. There's not going to be not going to be a lot of talking about like deep traumas. So hey, that's There good. is a trigger warning um for this show, I think. Yeah. For for thing that he almost does but then doesn't do yes that's right um yes it's a trigger warning for uh subjects of uh suicide um if that it's it we're gonna talk about it in a very sort of vague sense um it's not even gonna go as in depth as like dear van hansen so um it's it's probably manageable i think for most but if that's something that's really that is really causing you to struggle right now, then I would say, um, generally you can avoid this episode. I'd go back and listen to the kissing, the kissing booth. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> you have the same accent. The kissing booth. The kissing booth. <laughs> or you can listen uh, to our Santa brackets one from last season. If you're yeah. looking to get into the holiday spirit. Woo. Um, I think we'd better launch into just giving a brief yeah. rundown of the story. Um, yeah. It's it's Christmas Carol adjacent, but it's it's got a different theme than Christmas yeah. Carol. It's a somewhat think, similar idea. Yeah, but instead of the main guy being like grumpy and scroogey, the main guy is a nice guy. He's a good person. He's, he's a, a little person. grumpy, but he's which he's I that's funny. my favorite part <laughs> about him great. is he's an incredibly good person, but he's just he's very grouchy about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fine, I'll be a good Basically, person. you you start uh, the the movie opens and you hear uh, people praying for George Bailey. You've not met this character yet, but you're just hearing a voiceover of people praying for George. Um, you don't really know what's happening yet, mm-hmm. and so 
cut then, to some stars. Yeah, cut to some stars talking, <laughs> which, like, the visual is so funny because it's so dated, and yet I buy it. I'm like, in my mind, those guys that, are up there. That's that's how... <laughs> I I think I literally had a dream that night after we watched it, and, like, the stars were talking in that frame again. I was like, oh, yes, angels, am I right, guys? That's so funny. <laughs> Basically, yes, God... Like- God sends, or is going to send, the angel Clarence mm-hmm. a down guardian to angel. a guardian angel. In training? A, a yes, he hasn't angel. gotten his wings yet, and he's wanting to get his wings, uh, mm-hmm. so he's got to help somebody on Earth. Um, and so to train Clarence to go help George, uh, God has to show uh, Clarence everything that's happened in George's life. So we get, for the first half of the movie, really, we get a full rundown of just what George's life is, and we get a little bit of voiceover from the angels, but not too much. Mm. It's um, mostly just, like, clips of his life. Yeah, we get... Starting when he saved his brother. Yeah. And then he did something nice for somebody else, and then he did something nice for somebody else. What we see is a lot of things... I, I think what's interesting about it is, like, we see different events in George's life in which he makes a a good and selfless decision mm-hmm. but it gets more complex and more complex as yeah. he gets older it's, which is how life works right yeah and it's not like he's a good person it's like man life is really tough and like there's some really hard calls that you have to make we and see you what did i did choose the right call. you made the right call and um, like thank you for making that right call we understand it was tough. It would have been understandable if you didn't, but this was objectively the right thing to do. This was the most net good. Yeah. Um, and and I think that, oh man, I totally lost my train of thought. But yeah. oh, oh no, um, I would call what these are uh, linchpin moments. They're like linchpin ah. character defining moments. And so it's... Core memories. Yes. So it's not... <laughs> It's not a, whoa, George is such a good person. It's, these are the moments that George's character was tested. Yeah. Um, and it, it goes from saving his brother from drowning in a frozen lake, mm-hmm. which is like, that that's hard and he lost hearing in one of his ears because of it. But it's also kind of a no-brainer. Like, if your brother falls into... <laughs> the ice you have to go get him (laughs) you have to go get him you can't just let him drown um you you have to do everything you can to try and get him out of there so like that's a bit of a no-brainer but he really just dives in too he does he goes straight in oh boy um but it goes and then it goes to the shopkeeper Mm -hmm. who puts poison accidentally Accidentally. he's going through it um, he's going through it he doesn't do it on purpose his son died um so he's really sad and he's an alcoholic and so he's he puts accidentally poison into capsules and george has a bit of a crisis and he's like this is my boss i'm not supposed to i'm not supposed to talk back to him um but if i give this person these pills they'd be dead they will die (laughs) and also and then he's like you know 11 maybe he's He's not very young (laughs) um and we see moments throughout his life where he he makes the selfless choice like he he lets his brother who's supposed to come back and run the family business for him like he's been staying home Mm -hmm. to run the family business which is a building and loan company which it's basically it's a community organized bank like it's the closest thing i can the closest thing we have is a credit union it's it's a place where people can get loans 
for very, very low interest and get approved for higher loans than they would at a bank so that they can actually get a legitimate start. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he lets his brother go do a different job because he knows that that's where his brother's heart really is at. Um, even though he wants to leave. Like, exactly, yeah. <laughs> also, I have to go do this other thing with right. my wife. <laughs> and he... He, his brother even gives him an out, but he's he's like, yeah. no, I my brother doesn't want this. Yeah. I'm gonna let my brother do the thing. Because this whole he thing is like, I, man, I want to travel. I want to see the yeah. world. I want to do all these things. Got a lot of dreams um, that he doesn't actually get to do because he makes the choice that is better for the other person. Yeah. Um. And we go all the way. I'm, I'm trying to think where we get to. And then they have the the run on the bank. That's where everyone right. is running on the bank, and he's supposed to. He gets married. Um, yeah, he gets married. He gets and... a really great economics lesson somewhere <laughs> in the middle there. We'll talk about that later. Um, basically, the gist of it is that he's his entire life made decisions to benefit him, uh, his community, and mm-hmm. his loved ones mm-hmm. um, at some great personal expense even though i don't think he like regrets his choices Mm. they cost him things like legitimately he's not gonna get to go travel the world he doesn't get that he doesn't get to go on his honeymoon (laughs) yeah and it all accumulates in a point where one of his his family members old uncle Uncle billy Billy. who is just not super with it (laughs) love him he's he's old and and he's old and he's confused and forgetful he's got all the little like reminder strings on his little fingers yes and i'm like oh back before you had cell phones i honestly can't remember what the money was for do you remember what the money was for this is it was for, like it was for the building of, and loan. They worked together at the building. Yeah, and loan, it was for their company. It was like their deposit. So like this is all the money that they had gotten for from like, the for year. their books and stuff. Yeah. So they're going to make that final deposit. It's like eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollars, which is a lot of money for nineteen forty six. Like, um, and it's, so it's just going to accidentally gives it to the mean banker. Back Billy up. accidentally gives it to the mean banker. Oh, and it's so... He's so evil, but he's so representative of the system. <laughs> um, and, of course, the banker pretends like he never got anything. And so mm. then George is like, I lost $8,000 in 1946. Yeah. I'm going to get... I'm going to get go put to in jail. jail. I'm going to go to jail. Because that you misused, like, the books and, like... Right, that means... Where did that money go? That means what is assumed is that I laundered $8,000 yeah. in 1946. <laughs> um, and so this is, this is where we bring up briefly the subject of suicide. And mm-hmm. it's... What's funny is he's not suicidal i think in the way that we talk about it now or consider it now but it's still very serious because he contemplates suicide because he has a life insurance policy and he he pleads with this banker guy to to trade his life insurance policy for Mm -hmm. a loan for the eight thousand dollars to get it back um and to no avail no dice because he's like he thinks if he can if he can he's yeah. This may have been before there were any kind of, like, clauses where you don't get life insurance money if somebody ends mm-hmm. their own life, because that is often the case nowadays, which is... Ugh, insurance is a scam. It's messy, because I'm like, I I get... Th- but, like, 
nobody would do that unless they were in the most desperate place they possibly could be in. Yeah. And I'm like, that's... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's just trying to find $8,000. Again, not for himself, but he's like, what's going to happen to my family? And exactly. Like, because, again, it's 1946. 1946. If your husband is dead or, like, yeah. is jailed... Mary doesn't have a job. Yeah. Mary probably could get a job, but, like... Yeah. And they have so many children. They've got, like, five children, <laughs> and the, he's trying to figure out how to take how care to of them, them. how yeah. to save them. Um, and so that's when he meets the angel Clarence. Oh, Clarence. Clarence falls into the water that George is contemplating jumping in himself, and George has to jump in to save, to save Clarence. Clarence. <laughs> and Clarence's like, I did it. And he's like, he's like, I saved you. And George is like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I do enjoy Clarence. Clarence. He's great. He's a great character. He's so good. The angel Clarence. He um, is very transparent about who he is. He's very George much is like, like, I'm an angel and I'm trying to get my wings, so I need to save you, ma'am. So are you saved yet? And yeah. he's like, what? And George is like, what is no. happening? He's like, no, you don't understand anything. Like, I'd rather he's not like, have been born at all. And, and Clarence is like, wish granted. We did that. We can do that. God? Let's get it done. <laughs> and magic happens. And um, then the scariest part of the movie happens. Well, <laughs> my nightmare is, like, waking up and none of the people that know me know me anymore. <laughs> Basically, he he finds out what this town would be like if he was never there. Fun and fact, it's terrible. It's terrible. His brother died when and he was nine. I think that he fell it's into not a... I, what's funny is, it, it could... The way we're describing it, it sounds a little bit like George is the only good person in the town. I mean, the way the movie does it is it kind of... It sometimes does do that. (laughs) George is, like, the only selfless person in the town. But I know... But but truly, like, his brother would be dead mm -hmm. if he wasn't there to save him. And I think what's communicated more than George is the only good person in the town is... You've impacted a lot of lives. The amount of impact that you have on... The people around you that you don't even see. Yeah, and some things are small, and some things are bigger. And absolutely, the only thing that's objectively bullshit (laughs) is that the town got renamed. (laughs) No, that makes sense because that's the banker's name, Pottersville. No, of course that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is that Mary ends up an old spinster. (laughs) Like she had somebody banging down her door to marry her when George (laughs) finally decided he wanted to pop the question. Like she would not have remembered made a single she might be unhappy she would have never met him and she would have been like yeah fine <laughs> she probably would have been fine she would have found somebody she else. wouldn't probably have been as in love as she was with george it's mm. a small town you don't find someone that you like that much <laughs> more than once more than once in a small town like that yeah. <laughs> but she would have been fine, she been fine. <laughs> so that is ridiculous but basically everything's horrible yeah. um name and finally he's like, this is terrible. Clarence punches some guy. Um, I think that's important. I think that that is important for the plot. It's not. I just like to say that Clarence just was like, get out of my way. Boom. Clarence throws hands. Yeah. <laughs> throws hands. And then they do, this is where it's like a Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I want my life back. Yeah. Um, And I think what... The difference in the message is just, uh, like, it, it isn't like a, 
oh, I've been not really living over these past few years. It's just a, like... There's always something to... I want to say it was on a limb because it wasn't his problem. It was just like, you have impacted so many lives no matter what you've done already. Like, Mm -hmm. just think of the lives you could impact. It's true. And also, like, what you see at the end of the movie, which I don't think he even realizes. I don't think he realizes until the end of the movie happens. Until the end of the movie is you are. If you put good out, you're going to get good back. You are allowed to. Reach people. reach out and to lean on the people that you have propped up and supported. That's what a community is. Because at the you're end, you're going to need that too. Um, his and wife it's okay has to gone out. It. Well, he's like having a panic attack. I know. His wife goes out. Mary and is a queen. She's so good, and she's like reached out to all these people that they've helped because they've helped a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Hey, George is in trouble. We're down eight thousand dollars. Anything you have would be great. Yeah, anything you can have to help." And everybody shows up basically at their house and she's like handing them dollars and handing them money and be like, here, please take this. Like, see, let us help makes you. Me so, like, I'm emotional sitting here thinking <laughs> about it. I know, it's so good. Like, oh my God. They all come in and they're like, you helped me. Like, you're the reason that I have the ability to give this now. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's just kind of a wet dream of someone who like works in some kind of social service field, but it's just, <laughs> it's, it's that. It's that reminder of, like, actually, even the things that don't feel like they matter, yeah. matter. Um, those things that you do when nobody is paying attention, those things that, that you do that don't yield you any benefits, mm-hmm. they matter. Um, it's a really beautiful message. But mm-hmm. basically, yeah, he, he gets his old life back. It was a trick. Clarence was like, ha ha. <laughs> and he sends him a little letter and he's like, thanks for the wings, man. So he Clarence wings. did it. Clarence did a great job, Clarence actually. Killed they kind of give him the side eye at the beginning of the movie. They're like, is he really ready for this? And Clarence actually knocks it out of the fucking park. Yeah, I mean, he's a little chaotic. He's oh, totally definitely chaotic. like he's chaotic, lawful, good, chaotic. Wait. Lawful and chaotic are mutually exclusive. Wait, so then chaotic good? Chaotic good. He's okay. absolutely... <laughs> Clarence is the perfect example of a chaotic, <laughs> chaotic good, good personality because or alignment chaotic yeah. good per, uh, alignment because everything he does is insane <laughs> um, but he just jumps in he 100 percent does it for all good reasons yeah he, yeah he genuinely wants to help george he genuinely likes george yeah. <laughs> he wants to see him succeed like he wants his wings too but he wants to see but george he wants succeed. to help george he's just like you crazy man your life's great and be happy and love and all of these right. good things and then throws hands <laughs> rose hands we love the angel clarence we stand the angel clarence in this house and everyone in that movie except for the bad guys yes mr potter which we will get to what a guy dear mr potter and we why we tell you why this show is there's a lot of interesting things at play that we can talk about in this movie but i think that is it for our plot synopsis so we can have a little bit of extra time to talk about uh, we did it we plotted the whole plot we did Hey, a lot of now time you frame. Don't have to watch it. I mean, you should because you we left should. out a lot of stuff. We did. <laughs> you, the plot is simple, but the little baby nuances in it are so special yeah. that, like, it's absolutely worth it to watch it. Like, it's ugh, it's such it's a, a treasure. Good one. It's, a it's good not one. like a gross Christmas one. It's a good Christmas one. 
So Not we'll like see you. The Santa Claus, which I love. Um, it's absolutely a gross Christmas movie <laughs> in a super fun way. I love the Santa Claus movies. They're kind See, but I'd rather watch the Santa Claus movies than Home Alone. I think Home Alone's a gross Christmas movie. That's fair. I would also rather watch the Santa Claus movies than Home Alone. <laughs> Home Alone makes me so sad. I hate it. I I can't. Someone leaving their kid behind on Christmas upsets me <laughs> so much that it's so hard for me to watch those movies. Everything I don't care wanted. how cute little Macaulay Culkin is. And then they made a second it's one. It's so upsetting to me. <laughs> At least in the third Santa Claus, you get some real fun the times. The third Santa Claus <laughs> is like the best Christmas movie of all time. It's also the grossest. But <laughs> no, you Grace just hates transformation. I do. I do hate it. <laughs> I do. I like that Jack Frost goes from Jack Frost to Santa Claus and we don't have to watch the process. I just like Jack Frost. I don't like to watch the process. <laughs> I invented it. But we talk about that in our Santa We show do. We talk about so. it in the other one. Martin um, Short. Go back we and watch that one. We Jack Frost and Santa. Santa. <laughs> we love you so much for that. <laughs> Thank you for gifting that to us. We'll be back after the break. Woo! Hello, and welcome back. I am going to introduce <laughs> our wonderful co-host, Grace Helmke. She will be doing a Jimmy Stewart <laughs> from It's a Wonderful Life, a monologue. Commence. I'm going to be doing the voice uh, for the first few sentences, and then not afterwards, because I think that's going to get annoying. <laughs> I think it'll be great, but it will get in the way of our point. Just a minute, just a minute. Now hold on, Mr. Potter. You're right when you say my father was no businessman. I know that. <laughs> Why he even started this penny ante building alone, I'll never know. <laughs> but neither you nor anybody else can say anything against his character because his whole life was... Why, in 25 years since he and Uncle Billy started this thing, he never once thought of himself. Isn't that right, Uncle Billy? Okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> he didn't save enough money to send Harry to school, let alone me. But he did help a few people get out of your slums, Mr. Potter. And what's wrong with that? Why here, you're all, or why here, you're all businessmen. Doesn't it make them better citizens? Doesn't it make them better customers? You, you said, what'd you say just a minute ago? They had to wait and save their money before they even ought to think of buying a decent home. Wait, wait for what? Until their children grow up and leave them? Until they're so old and broken down that they... Do you know how long it takes a working man to save $5,000? Just remember this, Mr. Potter, that this rabble you're talking about, they do most of the work and paying and living and dying in this community. Well, is it too much to have them work and pay and live and die in a couple of decent rooms and a bath? Anyway, my father didn't think so. People were human beings to him, but to you, a warped, frustrated old man, they're cattle. Well, in my book, he died a much richer man than you'll ever be. Roll credits. Yeah, roll credits. If you don't get it... <laughs> Let's walk you through it. We'll walk you through it, but that right there is a very large... That happened in the show, and I was like, oh, Grace, I get it. I get why this one's the one that we're doing. This one's ahead of its time. <laughs> Which is... You brought this up, and I think I was almost a little resistant to it at the time, but in thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, it is really depressing that this is still ahead of its time. Yeah. Because... That message feels, it feels so timely right now, and that's exhausting for that yeah. same message to feel timely 
80 years ago. That's the problem with these ones that are ahead of their time. I was like, are you kidding me? But, like, why is it so hard? Because I get it, like, in the history of this show, people, like, hated it because they're like, communists and and whatnots and and all that stuff i'm like how do you how do you watch this show how do you watch it's a wonderful life and come away being like well actually that was just propaganda and i hated it how do you not come away watching the show being like wow it's nice to be a good person like being a good person is good and you know good you put good out you're gonna get good back and like at the end of the day like he was helped out like it is just good to be a good person. I don't care about the... I mean, I do care about the political and social things, but, like, how... how it's not what that shows. It's about, like, good what people. What does like, is connect the it's good to be a good person to political ideologies. And, and that I is get what why offended it does that. people it good, so like, much. How? How do you watch that and be like, actually, that's bad? And I'm like, how do you... I was looking at I, I was looking it up because it this this movie is ahead of its time literally just because I'm I'm trying to find where they said this basically it's the <laughs> FBI <laughs> okay yes so J Edgar Hoover I don't think he himself but when he was in charge of the FBI basically it. talks about how those who are responsible for making It's a Wonderful Life have employed two common tricks used by communists to inject propaganda into this film. (laughs) Glorifying values or institutions judged to be particularly anti-American or pro-communist. In this case, depression and existential crisis, an issue that FBI reported characterized a subtle attempt to magnify the problems the so of the so-called common man in society. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is so fucked up. Basically, they were mad that the banks were portrayed as evil. They are evil. <laughs> but they are evil. Parasitic banks. Banks that are trying to gain money off of people instead of just being a safe place to keep your money and to be able to access it are evil. Yeah. And this film is, it's a Christmas movie, so it gets at it in the most basic, but also I think in some of the most pure ways. Yeah. Because it's distilled to the very, very basics of like, hey, we should, we should help each other out. It stands to reason that we are all going to struggle at some point in time. Yeah. We should help each other out, and and not just individually. We should help each other out structurally. There should be systems the building to and help loan people. is important because it helps people to be able to take agency of their mm-hmm. own lives. I mean, you watch. There's so there's so many little pieces of this film that are that are radical and and they shouldn't be but they are yeah where you watch i mean you watch an italian family an italian immigrant family buy their own first house and and the dad starts his own bar yeah which is a successful business for the family and like i'm not necessarily saying that like you know small businesses are the cure to everything but they're certainly a hell of a lot better than businesses that take a corner of the market and keep the rest of the population so poor that they have to so poor and have so few resources that they have to go to the big companies yeah 
And that's what, like, that's... That, and it is that's empowering so an immigrant family. Yeah. Their Even, family and the building and loans. They're and like, the building and loans. Mr. Potter has taken everything from this town. Like, everything belongs to him. Except for our tiny little building and loans building mm-hmm. that is trying to, like, put some good out there. Like, help people. Mr. Potter, when George's dad dies, because George's dad dies pretty near the beginning of the movie. He's in... He's, like, kind of right before going to college. And... Mm-hmm. And Mr. Potter's on the board. He's wormed his way onto the board. And he's basically like, I think we should just destroy it because it doesn't make any money. And this is when George goes into his monologue. Is He's like, it's not about making money. This is a service for people in this town. And it's important because it helps people. It's not meant to make money. Like, if we don't make money that's okay if people in this town are using it the way they're supposed to if they're yeah if they are gaining in their resources they get a house they get a house if they get a house like one of the most simple things from that monologue so i'm just like don't they deserve to live in a house that has like four walls and a ceiling they deserve to live in a good house and how many of those are they're living their whole lives in this community grace is dealing with this like every day Mm -hmm. it's like uh, like, it's, just help people live in a house. Like, it's just a very basic human need. Mm-hmm. And building and loans in its wonderful life, got it. And they were like, yeah, we might not have a lot of money, but we have enough money to help this guy build a house and then mm-hmm. build a job and then build a restaurant and then employ other people. Right. And we have a small loan for this man to start his bar. Yeah. And this man is going to come at it with his own ideas and ingenuity and turn it into a business and be able to pay off the loan. But it's going to take a while. And so, like, Mm -hmm. it's okay if he does not pay it back right away at a super high interest rate. We want the people in this town to succeed. And we understand that you need more than, like, a year to pay that loan back. And, like, that's... That's how... Now, there's more things that we need to address. Like... There's there's socioeconomic and, like, just social issues in general. Mm-hmm. Like, racism, sexism, homophobia. The mm-hmm. fact that we're all here on native land and there's really no, like, adequate apology or solution to that. Yeah. Even just disappearing off the face of the earth, I'm like, we still fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> there's, we wrecked it. <laughs> there's things to do now, which... We have some resources for, and we can share them with you in the, you know, doobly doo link. Um, but it's it's not just that these like small town economics will fix the world. Oh no! But but it is it's the exemplification of hey, be nice to people. Assume the best of people. Yeah. Assume the best of people in a structural capacity. Yeah. And it works for the most part it works i i think not one movie is going to solve all of the issues and Mm. i think that we've learned this in our season (laughs) two (laughs) two debacle of uh, season two um like each ahead of its time one has been ahead of its time for slightly different reasons Mm -hmm. and we tried to spread it out when we were coming up with our list like we we did try to think about it so it wasn't all, we just like those movies. Um, we do. We do just but... really like spirit. Um, <laughs> but, like, they, 
no one movie has all the answers. No one person on this planet has all the answers. And there's not one solution. There's not, like, if you do this, the world is better now. Like, I am so mm-hmm. sorry. Merry Christmas to everyone and to everyone a good night. There is, that's not going to happen. But, like, <laughs> if you put these little things together, if you if you invest in people instead of businesses, that's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. And then you start to tackle some of the other problems of gender and race and and sexuality and all those fun disability like i think what's interesting is when you invest in when you invest in each one of these ways to you know give people dignity they they kind of overlap with each other intersectionality intersectionality doesn't just have to do with oppression it can also have to do with reconstruction yeah um the, everything is connected and there's no way to unconnect it so you pull one string and have some more are gonna come with it <laughs> when you invest in people even if it doesn't solve issues of racism it does make them easier to see and easier to address yeah. when there's not a larger system of oppression working against them, when in theory everyone should have the same access to the same support for, you know, low-interest loans, then it's much easier to see who's getting actually snubbed when it, yeah. when it's clear and straightforward and you're supposed to be investing in people yeah a lot of again it's not gonna solve that problem systematic like Like, yeah like the systems are broken they all fall on top of each other but just like (laughs) just like you can make you know more than one knot or more than one tangle by moving one piece you can also Mm. untangle in the same way yeah and i just think that this one is a nice a nice movie. Like, it's not <laughs> pushy like some of our other ones. No, it doesn't really push super hard It just has a boundaries, w- which is so funny because then, yeah, the, the FBI at the time was like, it's communist propaganda. She's a nice person doing nice things. Right. Like, if that's <laughs> communism, then yes, let's all be let's communists. All be communists. <laughs> what? I like that there's, like, don't have mean people. <laughs> I'm like, um... Have you met a villain before? Right. (laughs) And I do wish, like, I look at It's a Wonderful Life and I'm like, I wish we were able to find a little bit more redemption for Mr. Potter. Um, Uh, No. (laughs) But at the same time, Mr. Potter is a character and Mr. Potter is not just a character, but he is also just a representation of the evil of large corporate banks that are just out there for increasing their profit margins at at any at any expense i don't think i need a redemption arc for mr potter i think that he can just rot away (laughs) while we're all singing our little christmas song at the end like i don't because he is in my opinion representative of the whole bank i'm like banks don't need a redemption arc i don't need that (laughs) i don't want that (laughs) what gives me pause is there's this there's this very interesting Okay, fine. Moment. Yeah. And and I... It's tough because I don't want Banks to get off easy. (laughs) Which is like the Mary Poppins issue, right? It's like, oh, I want George Banks to be saved. I don't want his job to be saved. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck the bank. Um, But there's this moment where Mr. Potter, he has the money from Billy. And he, he grumbles about it. But he goes back out 
to return it to him. Like, he doesn't just run off with it. And then he sees Billy, and Billy doesn't see him, but he sees Billy, like, you know, patting his jacket, trying to find it. And he's like, oh, he doesn't realize that I have it. I can get away with this. And, like... I think that is just Banks, oh. though. But that is... <laughs> I I find it interesting that his instinct, even though it's grumpy... I think everyone's human instinct... Instinct is to be a good person. This is, gets into, like, ethics and philosophy. It does get into ethics and philosophy. And it also gets into just how do you craft a character and what's the purpose of the character. And, like, mm-hmm. Mr. Potter is... He's mostly a representation of the banks. Yeah. Of, of big, greedy corporate banks. Mm-hmm. Of America's greed. Yeah. Um, but... I'm like, he is also a little bit more of a person than, like, the bankers in Mary Poppins. Yeah, well, the bankers are in there for, like, 0.2 I seconds. I just also think he's inter- He's an interesting villain in a lot of ways. And we talked about this a little bit. It's, there's just not really... I don't know enough about the history of disabilities and disability rights to fully unpack this. But I do think there there is something interesting to talk about in Mr. Potter being disabled and George also being disabled. I just think that's interesting for a 1946 movie yeah. for the main protagonist and the main antagonist to both be disabled is fascinating to me. And it makes Mr. Potter a little bit more nuanced. Yeah. But fair. it doesn't make him I a fully fleshed out him. person. And he's still very evil. I just don't get me wrong. I see him being in a wheelchair doesn't make him good. I just I don't know. I do want to know his story. Um, I don't think it's. I don't want it to be produced for the masses. If that makes sense, like I don't (laughs) just give it. I don't want everybody to to feel bad for him. But I'm curious about a person that winds up being the way that they are. That, that like yeah, I'm, I'm that's why I'm very curious about Mr. Potter, but I don't I'm <laughs> I don't think it's necessary to have like a movie about like the redemption arc of like the we tragic don't back- We don't need a Cruella Deville movie about Mr. Potter, but I still do kind of want to know. I think you just have to write a fanfic about it. It's a wonderful life fanfic <laughs> about Mr. Potter, the villain. <laughs> I think that's why we do theater. I think the guy who got to play him did all mm-hmm. that. I mean, I hope because mm-hmm. I hope that he was a good actor. Um, right. I think that he's fine, uh, and so he knows. I think I maybe so maybe someday you'll get to play Mr. Potter, and you'll get to figure it out. I I think I'm wanting It's a Wonderful Life to be the preacher's wife. <laughs> Because in The Preacher's Wife, which is, it's funny, The Preacher's Wife is actually very similar to It's a Wonderful Life. Like, yeah. an, an angel comes down to help this pastor, and he's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> um, and Denzel Washington is like, I am the Angel Dudley. Nice to meet you. Um, I love angels. The Claire. villain in that one, but there's more nuance to this too, because the villain from that one is a person from the black community who got really wealthy and is trying to do like property development but kind of forsaking his old community and there is some redemption at the end Mm. for him and you actually you get a little bit of a scene of like oh there's a lot going on with this character he's still the villain he's still trying to tear down the church but 
there's a lot going on for him and there's a lot of pressure on him to be this specific person, mm-hmm. especially like there's, there's like a desire for him to be the success story of the community, but also an anger that he's doing it at the expense of it. It's a lot. That's it's way more complicated. It's way more complicated. Um, it's way more complicated. <laughs> and he like gets vaguely to... looks at somebody. He's like, maybe you should give his money back. And Grace is like, he needs to be saved. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Maybe I think everybody could be saved. Maybe that's my, maybe that's my problem. I mean, I think everybody can, but I think that it depends on what the, like, if he was an actual person, yeah, but yeah. he's not. No, he's, he's a villain well, character. And that's what I mean is, like, what I was saying before, where, like, you, it's it's a conversation about, like, are you real or are you not? Are real? you real or are you representative? And I think yeah. Mr. Potter is primarily representative. I think like, so I too. think. And the preacher's wife character is much more of a real, real. Yeah. character, and the 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 fight in the movie is <laughs> is less of a like structural philosophical fight and more of a like just interpersonal story. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not doing a great job of describing this. No, but... I, I I think, you, and I think that 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 is the the question is what what is, is Mr. Mr. Potter? Potter? <laughs> But and well, he's pretty much just, just nine out of ten times, nine point five out I mean, of ten he's times. He's so mean. He's so mean. He's so mean. <laughs> like he's the worst. I can't believe he. He's so mean to George when George <laughs> begs him for to save him, begs him for money. the money. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'll help you." I'll call the police on you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's like, I'll help you. Not out the door. <laughs> Makes him seem like he's crazy. Oh, yeah. So and he was really manipulative. Like when he was like, hey, George, you're doing good things and I hate that. Do you want to work for me? I'll mm-hmm. give you a lot of money and you can go on vacation and you can party and everything will be great. In fairness, he offered him a, a lot, lot of money. Of money. He him like, what was it, $25,000 like $20, a year yeah. or something? Or $20,000 a year, which $20,000 a year in 1946? <laughs> I only make about $40,000 a year in 2021. <laughs> That's a lot of money. <laughs> but like... But he is trying to undermine, He's like, he just... wants to get the building and loan. And they talk about this in the film a couple of times, but it's really, it's mostly just because he can't have it. And that yeah. makes him mad. Like, what's funny is classic. they do start to kind of undermine his classic, properties and his developments classic. as it's successful, as it succeeds. But yeah. he wanted to dissolve the building and loan a long time before that because he was just so jealous. Because he just wanted it. He wanted it's it just, all classic and human beings are more nuanced than that but banks are not more nuanced than that no they want it all they want want it want it want it it. i think the rebuttal to this is primarily the (laughs) primarily the um, the lack of the lack of people of color and there's there's two sides to this because the the Bailey family has a black uh, cook or maid. Yes. Maybe both. Both? Um, I can't remember her name. And that Annie? is... Annie. Yeah, no, you're right. Annie, you yeah. got it. I spend Carly's better than me. I'm um, not. <laughs> they do say it quite a bit. Yeah. She's not a central character. Yeah. 
she does there is a scene that at the time mm. probably didn't read like this but <laughs> her uh, george's younger brother kind of like chases her around the kitchen and is like making a joke about like how he he like wants her and he chases into her the in her into the kitchen and like slaps her ass i'm like okay Boo. that's gross yeah, yeah. like i i get that it's funny in this family and she's like giggling and she's not do not mad at him, but I'm also like, but that's a bit of a fantasy right there. I'm like, yeah. anytime that would have actually happened in real life, anytime that servant would have played along, it would be because they, they have to, job. because they don't want to lose their job, and that's shady. So I'm like, ugh, that's that's a gross part about this being a movie about white people made in 1946. Um, we don't like that. No. I will say this. I think in that scene, a lot of the family is like colloquialness with Annie is made to make the Baileys look nice. We're nice white people. Does come back at the end a couple different times in the story. She makes a snide comment at George's (laughs) wedding too. Some of the moms like, "Well, we're old maid nests now, Annie," and And she's like, like, "Speak for yourself." (laughs) We're like, "Okay." Annie. I really get it, Annie. Get it, Annie. <laughs> I couldn't be happier for you. Yeah. I want a. I would like a widely produced movie about that Annie. one. You can. That one you can produce. That one's not just for me. That's for everybody. <laughs> what an incredible woman! I just, I would love to see that. And then at the end, and this is just kind of a testament to when the building and loan works for everybody. Yeah. Is Annie has money that she then brings back and and is able to give to George. And it's not a, it's, it's, it's not a like, you know, poverty porn type, like she's giving her last two dimes. She's giving, she's like, yeah, I can give this a generous donation, but it's not going to sink her. She's giving Mm -hmm. a donation to George because she's in a position to now because George has helped her. And that is a little radical. Like she is still in a servant role. She does still fall into the sassy black woman trope, which is funny because that wasn't even really a thing. Like, (laughs) back 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 then, I'm like, she's like the Mamie stereotype was definitely still a thing back Mm -hmm. then. But she was like, she was putting these white people on blast, (laughs) like every scene. Um, And again, it's made to make the Baileys look nice. It's also funny as shit. She's hilarious. She's so funny. I, I think she's, I like, the funniest part of this movie other than George's obvious undiagnosed ADHD and the, and the, um, I can't remember his name. Jimmy Stewart, the voice. Mm. <laughs> I'm going my brother. That's not a line from this one. It's from the kissing this booth if you've been paying attention. <laughs> I think it is also just, it's, it's not, it's not the biggest thing that's ever been done on camera but for 1946 i'm like it's a big deal for a single black woman who was this family servant to come back and then give them money when they're in need when they're in need when they're in a predicament yeah it's and she doesn't come back like with anybody she's just like no no. i can do it and she's not their servant like she didn't move to george and and uh Mary. Mary's house because, like... I'm killing it with the names. You are killing it with the names. I'm terrible with the names tonight. I mean, I usually know. Grace is like, this is who you're I talking about. I'm like, so Grace is that person. <laughs> who did that thing? <laughs> um, 
No, she's just living her life, yeah. uh, making her money. We don't see her much. We don't know that no. much about her, but um, we'd love to know more. <laughs> in that new uh, "It's a Wonderful Life" featuring Spin Annie. Off. We also have not spent a lot of time talking about Mary, and we're almost oh. out of time, which is such a bummer. But Mary well, is such a great character. She's a delight. She's not radical. Not really, except except that. She does pretty much fix that house by herself. Oh, yeah. Like, George is like, my life's hard. And she's like, fine, I'll do it myself. She's like, I, <laughs> she's like, I want this and, and I'm going to do fucking, it. <laughs> she basically brings that house back from the dead. And not in like a homemaker kind of way. She takes nails and a hammer and she builds this house out. Like, yeah. I mean, like, it was very decrepit that. They throw, like, rocks at the window every day or something like that. Everyone has thrown a rock oh, at this luck. window. Good it's, it's a decrepit house. It's very broken. <laughs> and she How do you get people fully, fully fucking builds this house back out. It's a beautiful house when it's when she's got... Like, fuck Joanna Gaines don't... I mean, she's great, but we she's Chip Gaines. She is Chip Gaines. <laughs> she's doing all the physical work, but she's also smart. She's both of them at once. She is Chip and Joanne. She's great. They also sleep in the same bed, which is really neither here nor there, except that it is pretty radical for 1946. I didn't even clock that. Oh, yeah. it's That was, that was like, scandalous. And to have a scene with them, like, in bed we don't together, it's when she tells him that they're going to have a baby. Oh, yes. Okay, yeah. I remember this part. That... That was funny because we wouldn't <laughs> clock that now. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a very it. tame scene, but they just that was oh my god! Because like I love Lucy, that's which was so ten years weird. later. Can we talk about that? They slept in weird. separate beds. <laughs> it's very weird. Well, do you know what's funny? I, I actually, actually get it, that. but not for the reasons <laughs> that they were doing it at the time. I'm like, I would like my own space to sleep. I would like my own bed like a, right next to your bed. <laughs> it's not a purity thing. It's just like. You know, leave me alone. I'm tired. <laughs> also, I'm a wiggler, so like I want to wiggle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't feel like I can stretch out when someone else is in the bed. So I don't want to have to stay on like one third of the bed. Go I want the whole bed. bed. So, so wait, actually, that does sound great. It sounds nice. Let's go back to the 1940s. No, them sleeping <laughs> in the same bed is fairly radical, even though it's You're not supposed to be deep. Not debunking. I don't know why I said debunking was the only word. Um, rebuttaling. <laughs> Not oh. continuing. What? Do you See? have any other rebuttals? No, I hate the rebuttal part. Oh. Okay. Well, I said the thing about Annie. Okay, cool. I think... I, I honestly... It, other than, like, it being it's very stuck in, like, the <laughs> nuclear family. Like, I mean... They have so many children. I'd like to rebuttal that. <laughs> <laughs> too many children. Too many children. George, I'm sorry. I'm not rebuttaling at all. George apologizes to his children, which Oh, my is God. Insane. That part is so good. I can't believe we forgot about it. He says... So I mean, he does... He's he's wilding out. So, he, <laughs> he does... does out in his it's a It's an earned <laughs> apology. He needed to say sorry. But no dad apologized in the 19th. 1940s. Like, Are you kidding me, kids? So, so that's pretty. That's pretty ahead of its time. You to need see like parents look at his young children and be like, you know what? What I just said to you was not okay. I'm sorry. And I'm like, that's the way to parent. Because then they are like, okay, I'm not going to do that to anybody else. Because even my parent, who is the source of all like knowledge and wisdom, knew that that was wrong and not okay. And they said sorry to me. And that gives them, you know, dignity and, and, um, 
independence and it's great um we love to see it i didn't have a lot of negative things to say about this movie i love it but it is it's not socialist propaganda i would say it promotes a good i it promotes a somewhat socialist look at the way communities are organized and i that was very progressive for the time just and most recently post after uh world war two um and still to this day its message it's is a little bit ahead of its time it's still ahead of its time kind of unfortunately but <laughs> it was a good watch i get emotional mm. thinking about all sorts of things oh, in that movie like that <laughs> when mary comes in with the with the money for their honeymoon when the yeah. like when the depression hits and there's a run on the bank and like everybody's trying to get their money out of the building and loan and and he's like it doesn't it doesn't work that way like we don't have the money physically here it's in it's in the property it's in the house it's in the houses it's in your that's house. how it's in your house. this kind of commonwealth works um and but it's the depression and everybody needs their money it's the stock market crashed yeah and they're about to go on their honeymoon. They have, like, a big wad of cash. And, like, they see I'm the run. So and George, the, Mary's like, don't go over to the bank. And George is like, I gotta. Or don't go over to the building alone. George is like, I have to, though. Um, <laughs> they're about to go out of town. And he's there, like, trying to stall them and stay open till six. Because otherwise they'll, they'll close forever. Um, and then he's trying to see, like, what he can skate by giving people. Yeah. Because so that they Potter can stay open. Offered, like, yeah, Potter's money. offered basically to buy out everybody's shares of the building and loans. Um, it'll close their accounts there, but then they'll get fifty cents on the dollar. And and Mary comes in and and basically without George even seeing her, just brings the money and is like, "We've got like two thousand dollars right here. What do you need? What do you need to survive the? What week? do you need?" And like the first guy's like, "I need lots," and the next girl's like, "Well, I guess twenty bucks." Like, and you're you. like, "Oh." See, like, people are good. <laughs> people do understand goodness They understand sometimes. the assignment. Anyway. <sighs> Merry, well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to season two. It's so yeah. great. Stay tuned for our bonus episode. Not episode. Um, <laughs> bonus content. content. Bonus oh, content. Oh, yeah. Bonus content this week is about ooh, to pop off. Thank you so much. Um... <laughs> We have enjoyed you guys yeah. so much. We've enjoyed the way you've interacted with us this season. Thanks for it's being with so us on this journey. Fun. We will see you again for season three. Stay tuned. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. That's all you get. Um, but it's been great. Yeah. Have a happy holidays, whatever you celebrate right now. Stay safe out there yeah. in the wintry winter time. Stay, stay physically. Stay safe mentally. We are always here for you for whatever you need. And don't call us for that thing that we, that we maybe talked about. Um, so we we love you guys so much. You're the best fans yeah. in the world thanks for all your fans. spotify raps yeah thanks Hell for taking yeah. us on spotify like, we love it we felt so legit <laughs> <laughs> also spotify won't tell you but we have like 204 followers on spotify right now um which is super exciting shout out to all 204 of you yeah thank you to the we 204 followers we love you guys happy holidays, happy holidays. merry christmas merry christmas 
Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. Happy Season 2. Woo! Woo! All right. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Bye. 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 If you like this podcast and can't get enough of Grace and Carly's hot takes, join us on our Patreon account. Where we have video segments, bonus content, and every episode of the podcast completely ad-free. We have monthly memberships for $3 a month or $5 a month. And if you commit for three months, you can get an awesome sticker. Plus, we will be sure to give you a shout out on our next episode. Head over to patreon.com forward slash so here's the thing. And help us reach our goal of 10 new subscribers this season. Setting the bar high. See you next time. Bye. Bye.